Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for your Saturday morning wake-up call. Welcome to Northwest Wild Country, America's number one fishing, hunting, and outdoor radio show since 2003. Brought to you by Berkeley Fishing, by Abu Garcia Reels, and by Spiderwire. And presented by Sportco, Outdoor Emporium, and Waypoint Marine Group. And now your Wild Country crew, Bill Herzog, and your host, Joel Shangle. Bill, I have committed the cardinal sin of the two-hour talk fest. That is Northwest Wild Country. I sit here... At the intro, without anything to drink. So I have to talk for 22 well, minutes without any way to quench my parched throat. Hey, all you have to do is stick your head out the window and open your mouth. That is the case. That is correct. I was shocked coming over here over the passes. There was this water falling from the sky thing. Yeah. And we of the arid Far Eastern yeah. lands, we've heard of this ra'in that you speak of. It's kind of a weird deal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, is that how yeah. you pronounce it? Started at uh, five oh six <laughs> on my drive north uh, from uh, North Tacoma, and it sounds as though it greeted you as you as you went over the path. So basically, that's something that we have needed throughout oh boy, the yeah. next the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks. We've had a little bit of rain here and there, very little of it, but we have needed some precipitation in the mountains specifically to to kind of get things going. So. Looks like it's on the way, hey? It was uh, the proverbial flat rock, you know what, happening. Yeah. It was raining pretty damn hard coming right, across the yeah, pass, man. Good. All right, so that will be uh, good news to those of you who have uh, been awaiting the arrival of such uh, in some of your North Sound rivers up in the Snohomish system where uh, today we have uh, the Bob Herman Memorial uh, Coho Tournament. We'll have mm-hmm. uh, information on that in the both in the Wild Five and later in the show. But uh, good morning, folks. Northwest Wild Country is on the air. Joel Shangle and Bill Herzog with you live this morning. Hello. Uh, this is uh, year number 14 for us on the air, approaching 15 wow. very quickly. Amazing how quickly time flies. And I, I have dark hair when we started yeah. instead of clear. I uh, <laughs> I don't know if you noticed this or not, but I posted a photo of us from about mm, five, maybe six years ago. It might have been six years ago Okay. of us standing outside. This is before the wall on the outside was oh, bright, standing back to back ass out red. Here? Yes, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Didn't mm-hmm. we look young in that photo? Well, yes, fresh-faced yeah. and uh, yeah, five wet years behind ago. the ears. Oh, indeed. my goodness gracious, <laughs> yeah. Uh, scheduled for the show this morning, uh, we'll, we'll run into the Wild Five here very shortly, but uh, in the first hour we'll talk to Mark Spade of the Snohomish Sportsman's Association. We have a, uh, mm-hmm. a derby that we have talked about over the past handful of weeks. It is a co-derby in the North Sound, which of course is uh, is kind of a tradition, but today it's a uh, Snohomish system-only deal. We'll talk to Mark mm-hmm. at about 627. We're actually going to open a new segment called the two-for-one. We have, um, okay. we have uh, both uh, Spada. And then we'll check in with Cozy. We haven't talked to Cozy for quite a while. It's been several weeks yes. since we've had Cody Herman on the air. But Cody has been mm-hmm. quietly just banging away at the Columbia River. And the mm-hmm. Columbia has stayed good for yeah. weeks and weeks and weeks. I mean, there's not that much you know discussion about it these mm-hmm. days. But from Bowie 10 up to Bonneville... The Columbia's fishing pretty damn good. It's fishing really mm-hmm. well. Yep. All my all my fellows on the east side, that's where they are. They're mm-hmm. all down there, and they're talking yep. about the great coho bite, yep. having a good time and posting pictures of beautiful fish. Yeah, so we'll do a two-for-one uh, on coho this morning. We'll do the snow coho, and then we'll go down to Columbia and talk to Cody about that. And then at the mm-hmm. end of the first hour, now, 
looking ahead to Steelhead Nation, which, which starts in about two months or so. It never stops on this end of the table, my it was friend. a time that we should have a little bit of a discussion with a guy who lives out there, who has lived in Forks for mm-hmm. a long time. A mm-hmm. longtime guide, Bob Kratzer of Angler's Guide Service. Uh, Bob's very thoughtful about the way that he goes about things. Very, very well informed. He's involved in in tons of legislation, kind of in the middle of the whole thing. Figured with Bob, we should get a little bit of a uh, kind of a broad view of the stocks on the Olympic Peninsula, not just mm-hmm. not just steelhead, but everything over there that is of importance. As right now, it's it's salmon season, but mm-hmm. steelhead, you know, winter steelhead right around the corner. That of course is right, kind of right. the kind of the canary in the coal mine type field. We're trying to figure out mm-hmm. like that is the lead species. However, figured it would be a good idea for us to take a long distance approach to what we'll talk about come steelhead nation. And Kratzer, of course, is a guy you know very well, Bill. Yeah. You've fished around him for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. Uh, very well informed, but we'll we'll fill the last half of the first hour with a discussion with Kratzer, and I'm I'm looking forward to that. That should be a lot. Actually, be very informative. Mm-hmm. I've uh, of course it's always it's always seems to be in the, in the last couple of years it's uh it's uh, the glass is half empty all the time. It's now not a, coast, not an right? easy discussion at all. No, it's really it, not. No, mm-hmm. it it is not. And of course, that's has to do a lot with the rule changes we're talking mm-hmm. about coming up, and we'll see mm-hmm. what happens with that. Hopefully. That'll help in the long run. It'd be yep. interesting to talk to Bob today. It will, for sure. In the 7 o'clock hour, we'll spend a fair amount of the first uh, half hour with uh, Danny Garrett, of course, the uh, DFW uh, biologist. Uh, we'll mm-hmm. take a run through October options on our local freshwaters, primarily Lake Washington, but also a little bit of information on Lake Sammamish. Of course, Washington yeah. is that multi-tier, multi-species fishery that sits right at our backyard that yeah. gets fished seldomly by, by most people. Most people drive right past it on their way somewhere else, but that's fishery of importance if you want to fish for, you know, whatever, trout, smallmouth, mm-hmm. perch. Great fishery, but uh, underutilized. You know what happens in October there, Joel? Mm. Sea run cutthroat come in there. On their way to the cedar in the small creek, the sea runs are in there, and they're not little. I would say October and early November is the very best time to be on Lake Washington if you want a trophy cutthroat for the wall. And we will talk to Danny about that specifically because we had him on a couple years ago and we chatted mm-hmm. about that fishery just a little bit, but we've never had him on as we've kind of phased out of summer into the fall. I'm excited about mm-hmm. that opportunity to talk to him because he's Danny is, is, is one of these uh, biologists who, when he's not on the water working for DFW, right. he's on the water fishing. So Danny's got kind of a double double view of this whole thing. He's got the you know the biologist background, but he's also a fisherman. He fishes his ass off. So this this is a good guy to have on for about yeah. twenty minutes in the seven o'clock hour. Uh, from there, we're going to head mm-hmm. south to the opening day of the famed Chetco bubble. Today is the first day that the guys yeah. are out uh, outside the mouth of mm-hmm. the Chetco River in pursuit of the largest Chinook in the lower forty-eight. I can make that declaration yeah. without any without any pause. I think the lower forty-eight in this cause is pounds. <laughs> yeah, right. right? Yeah. And some of the biggest salmon you'll ever see. Some yep. of the most beautiful, I mean complete true hogs yep. come out of this fishery. Yeah, there will be fifties. There have been the occasional sixty that, that mm-hmm. Martin has put in his boat over the past handful of years. We'll talk to Andy right. about that. Right. Uh some changes probably ahead for this that, Run forecasts are not great for the Chetco. I mean, mm-hmm. if you if you go on there and you type out what the forecast is for this year, the number looks kind of alarming. However, it's good enough to open the fishery. Sure. And Andy's out there this morning. We're going to get kind of a view of what things will look like on the Chetco. And then we'll finish mm-hmm. up the show with uh, – this will probably be the second round of discussions that we will have about mm-hmm. the Spiderwire text question of the day because it's, it's one that I put up on Facebook. La- I just threw it up last night just mm-hmm. as a kind of a discussion point. Holy smokes. You push the right buttons, you get reactions. Yeah, did did we indeed. Mm-hmm. We, we will get into that a little bit later. But in the meantime, okay. let's jump into the uh, Wild Five for okay. this Saturday morning, October the 7th, 2017. Mm-hmm. 
There is a duck hunt a coming, Mr. Herzog. Okay, yes, and it's, there is. it's coming quickly. It's 6:45. Scott Haugen will be live on the DFW Facebook page cool. from Summer Lake. And I got a I got a, a quick peek at, at Haugen's uh, Instagram last night. And Scott, mm-hmm. it looks like you have a bird or two. <laughs> Hundred thousand down there at Summer Lake. It looks like it's going to be a heck of a hunt. Lay lay the scene for us if you could. Well, the scene right now is I'm laying on my back, looking at a full moon and beautiful stars, and there's so many ducks flying by. I had one defecate on my chest. I was like, <laughs> right on. This is, the, this is a good life. Oh, it's going to be a success. Oh, there's a joke oh. there somewhere, but I'm going to it's it going to be a no. successful morning for you, my friend. Uh, I let's... know. I was like, yes. Good things are going to start happening to me now. Let's let's uh, talk no, about that. Go, I mean, go ahead, Scott. No, I didn't interrupt you. Go ahead. Yeah. No, there are a lot of birds in the air. Um, you, you know, this is this is public land DIY hunting out here. So, you know, people have been stacking in here since Wednesday or Thursday, you know, looking at birds, mm-hmm. seeing where they're moving. Uh, we have a little bit of a breeze this morning, which is good. Get some of that, uh, uh, you know, food moving on the on the water surface. There's quite a bit of water down here this year, which is, which is outstanding. It'll... Spread out the hunters, spread out the ducks. Hopefully, keep things moving. They they have uh, just over forty thousand ducks here now. About sixteen hundred snow geese uh, here. Most of the guys are coming out here looking for ducks, and it's looking to be a, a beautiful day for the opener. It looks like uh, Scott, and you have hunted this uh, this for several years, and you'd posted on there a note about the fact that uh, I believe it's episode three of season two of the hunt is is a summer lake hunt. So this is something that you're very familiar with. What I mean, obviously there are because of the number of birds, but what, kind of lay me out the physicality of of that hunt. I mean, what exactly is it? It sounds like you're in a you're in a blind, but what's the situation for most guys down there? Well, you know, there are so many rushes down here that are big, uh, you know, tall enough. You don't even need a blind now. There's there's enough water uh, here, so you can just head out there with a, a dozen decoys or so, find a little pothole, and and you know, throw throw them out there, and and uh, you know, ho- hopefully the birds come in. It's nice nice having some you know movable decoys out there to you know, you know jerk cord decoys or wind aided decoys. So that uh, quite a few guys as we drove around the campground this, uh, last night talking to people, quite a few guys with with boats, you know, kayaks that are going to be going out and hitting the water. And, and that's good. You know, it's a big area here. And, and, and as you got people spreading out, uh, um, it, it's pretty, it's pretty easy access, pretty easy walking. You know, you don't need a ton of decoys. You don't need to build a big blind. There's enough cover. You can just hunker down in the reeds and, uh, and, and get to blazing here pretty quick. Now, Scott, are the, are the birds pretty, are they, are they spooky at all? Are they coming in pretty easy? You don't do a lot of calling? Bill, I don't know. It's dark. I right, can't well. tell. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say if they're, if they're close enough to do what they're doing to you, that sounds like it's... <laughs> I know. You, you, know, you know, typically here, it's a pretty quick shoot, and that's what makes it, you know, fun. It's uh, when the red light goes off and the whole valley just lights up. It's, it's like the 4th of July, and, and usually the birds are, you know, pr- pretty good that first couple hours. You know, they're, they're looking for places to land, and, and, you know, they'll still be feeding, and and uh, and you, you, usually it's uh you know like like I say it, it's done pretty quick there you, you know you don't want to come out here and be careless you know you still want to have good camo you know make sure you're not moving around a lot make sure that face isn't uh, you know reflecting in the sun we've set up with uh, you know the wind kind of moving from our right to left today and our sun uh, the sun at our back so so you know we've done that intentionally so just you know be, be smart when you set up there are a lot of birds and 
and it is a season opener, but uh, but you don't want to you know you don't want to do things that are going to cause the birds to flare right off the bat because uh, the shoot can end pretty quickly. Scott, in exactly 32 minutes and 40 seconds, you will be live on the <laughs> DFW Facebook page. Talk to us a little bit about about that broadcast. You know, it's it's a pretty neat platform. Uh, uh, you know, you did mention that that we have uh, season season two now. The hunt is up there, and people can can watch a, a duck hunt that we filmed there with my dad and, and my son. Uh, what I think five years ago now, uh, how long ago we filmed that? But uh, but today we're out here live with the Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife. Uh, we're on their Facebook page. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's at my ODFW, and, and uh, it's a really, it's a really um, unique platform I love engaging in. Uh, n- number one, it's a great way to, to reach a large audience who might not be able to be out here this morning. Uh, n- number two, you know, you have to think on your feet, and you're, you're pretty much shooting live TV here is what it is. You're not uh, going back in the editing room and, and uh, you know, picking out the best of the best, you know, if, uh, if I miss, you're going to see it. If the dog, you know, screws up, uh, it, that's probably my fault, but you're going to see that. And, and you know, you know there's, there's there's things we're going to be looking at here. It's, uh, like you say, a half hour away. It's still fairly dark here. And, and you know, bird identification is going to be uh, a contributing factor to pulling the trigger, too. There are a lot of pintails down here this year, but uh, throughout the Pacific Flyway, you know, pintail numbers are down a little bit. So it's a one one pintail limit. So, so we want to be careful there. We don't want to get trigger happy, and and uh, you know we we just want to we just basically want to portray what you know what a typical public land hunt is for people, and and get people out here doing it. Uh, hunter numbers are down this year a little bit out here, and, and you know they are they are throughout the country. So so my whole objective into this in this is really just be out here on the spot, educate people, motivate them to get out there, and if they have any questions, you know by all means ask. I, I love Facebook as a platform for asking questions because, you know, in a seminar or something like that that we do, people might be reluctant to ask a question with their face being seen. Here, you know, there is no such thing as a dumb question. And, well, if there is, I'll let you know. I used to be a teacher, so, that, uh, <laughs> so, right. so I'll call you out. But, yeah. but, it, but it's, it's just a great, you know, teaching, learning, and sharing platform. And uh, I'm really, really thankful to have the opportunity to do this. You know, it's pretty cool because uh, we have had in the past handful of years, I believe the folks who used to run ESPN Outdoors uh, had done a couple of live duck hunts from back in Arkansas. But, but it wasn't as interactive as what Scott's talking about, Bill. It's, I mean, basically what's happened here is that, is that you, you get as close as you possibly can to the experience because, because Scott will be engaging with the audience i mean once once you right, sit down right. this morning with your coffee after you're done listening to this and, and and pull this up he'll be there and he'll if you have a question about anything that happens scott will will engage in that it's one thing if you've seen any of the, the live things that he has done with with echo and so forth he's he's great about it and of course of course he's one of our favorite guests because of that specific reason um scott we're gonna go ahead and, and cut you loose i know you're probably uh, getting ready to, to to get going there but mm-hmm. man we appreciate it we're yeah. going to have at least one of these 10 monitors that we've got in this studio keyed into this this hunt the entire time. Don't be surprised if you get yeah. some commentary from the knuckleheads in studio. Yeah. <laughs> you betcha. Fire us a question, and there's a little bit of glow on the horizon, so it's going to be happening here. And it looks like, it looks like there he goes. Yes, yeah. indeed. How, right. how, how cool is that? I mean, that's uh, 
That's something that you have to be uh, cogent of your oh, surroundings man. and what's going mm. on. And and if, and if you miss, you're live. That's right. That's all That's I'm right. saying, no seven-second delay. <laughs> no such thing. <laughs> yeah. No such thing. Yeah, 645, mm-hmm. that is on the Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife Facebook page. And, of course, uh, if you have not yet had a chance to, to kind of interact with Scott on these live Facebook mm-hmm. events, he is – Fantastic. He's so he is so good at this. I mean, I, it seems as though, I mean he's a teacher, sure. but I believe this is sort of what he was born to do because he's yeah, so yeah. good. He's so good at it. You can't just be a good shooter. Mm-mm. You have to be a communicator also. Yep. Mm-hmm. Item number two on the Wild Five for today. Today is the Bob Herman Memorial Coho Derby. It happens on the Snohomish River System, presented by Three Rivers Marine and Tackle. Tickets mm-hmm. are twenty five dollars. You can get tickets today until I believe it's 8 o'clock. We will later in the show, once we take our first break, when we come back from that, we'll check in with Mark Spada, who is live right as we speak at the boat launch. So we'll have a check-in on exactly what is happening up there on this. Mainly a fishing update. Right. Because it hasn't rained. We, well, we, we've, been, we've been hoping for more rain and more rain. It really, it really didn't materialize. Yeah, it really hasn't been a whole lot of that. It could, it could be just clear bluebird weather the last couple of days. But it hasn't been. Yep. This little bit of rain, a little bit of pressure, some clouds will make it way better than it could be. So it's uh, the glass is half full. There. That's that's right. Mm-hmm. Tickets again are twenty five dollars. The cash prize is two thousand for first, a thousand for second, and five hundred for third. Uh, we'll talk mm-hmm. to Spada at six twenty seven. Get the latest update from there. Also today, today item number three is mm-hmm. the opener for Chucker and Quail. Bill, you mentioned this. You yeah. uh, ran into Sportsman's Warehouse over on your side of the mountain, yeah. And it looked as though there was a there was a fire sale on shotgun shells. It, it was nuts, and I said, "What's happening?" And of course, they go, "Well." Chucker and quail opens up this weekend. You know, a quail especially. If they just come to my backyard, what they need to do? I've got, I've got literally a hundred of them living in my backyard, much to the chagrin of my little pet, who just goes nuts when they come in there. But there is tons of quail. Yep. And here's the WDFW said that this year the broods were larger than mm-hmm. they have been mm-hmm. be in good. many, many years. So expect some dynamite. Quail hunting should right now. should be mm-hmm. very good. Uh, you can go f- uh, far east all the way over to Spokane, Lincoln, and Whitman counties throughout the Columbia Basin. You can expect good numbers of quail, decent numbers of chuckers. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll have uh, hopefully we'll have some reports from that uh, next week. But uh, again, today is the open. If you've been waiting for it, chucker and quail opens yeah, opens today. Item number four. We're going to continue our discussion that we started last week about uh, knots. Now mm-hmm. I, I have to confess I did not go research the dot knot. I was going I, to, got I, busy, didn't get around I, to it. I um. You know the definition of irony? Did you get the text yes, that I sent I did, you? I did. I did. Share, share that with the folks, would well, you? Well, all right then. I was <laughs> I was uh, swinging for a summer run steelhead yep. over on the east side. Mm-hmm. Right after we got done with our show, I got back to the east side in time. I go, you know, I got time to run back. I run down to the river and <clears throat> do a, do a little steelhead fishing, you know, uh, in this afternoon. And and so we just we just did a whole thing on knots. Okay. Yes, we did. Here's, we we talked about knots. Talked about how I did a knot book. All this fun stuff. And I get about, it's about 5 o'clock in the, in the afternoon. The sun's down, and I thought, well, this is a good piece of water right here. And flies going through. Then I get a tremendous grab, just a real spinning yank. And I'm like, yeah, and I raise up, and nothing's there. And I'm like, how is that possible? How do you miss a hit like that? And I'm stripping <laughs> in, and I go, boy, that feels light. Yup. On the end of my leader was a pigtail. And we all know as anglers what yeah. that means, the knot slipped out. <laughs> and I put a fly in a steelhead, and I'm thinking, well, <laughs> you know, oh, God has yeah. a sense of humor. Look at this. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. pretty, pretty funny. Yes, indeed. Yeah, we'll go ahead and welcome uh, uh, other suggestions on your most used fishing knots. Of course, the Dodd knot and the FG knot are the two that that we kind of came up with that were that were n- newish to most people. Mm-hmm. Still haven't learned it. 
I got no. got busy this week. Maybe I should. Yeah, you should. <laughs> try the Dodnod, Bill. Yes, indeed. Okay. Next time, try the Dodnod. Mm-hmm. Which leads us into the Spiderwire question of today. Uh, as I mentioned previously, we posted this on the Facebook page kind of late last night, and it has gotten a lot of responses. It's mm-hmm. a very simple question. Sure. Very simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the one single, one fishing regulation that you'd like to change and why? If you had Ooh. if you had your wish, Bill, <laughs> what yes. the one fishing regulation that you would like to change? And I'm going to cast this out to everybody listening this morning. Right, you can right. either go to the Facebook page mm-hmm. and you can follow that thread because there have been hundreds, and I'm talking hundreds, of suggestions about potential changes. Right. Or you can text it into 49451 to the SpiderWire text line. Or you can call us at 800-829-0950. We will have Indeed. one full segment later in the show mm-hmm. dedicated to this discussion. Again, the question of the day, the spider wire text tool question of the day. You can change one fishing regulation. What does that change and and why? Yeah, I Just know it. Just one? That's, that's, that's like that's, a really good, bag of the, really good bag of potato chips. <laughs> that's right. You can't eat just one. <laughs> <All right. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, let's uh, let's take our first break of the day. When we come back, we'll do the two-for-one for Coho. That's okay. on the Snohomish System in the Columbia, right here on Sports Radio 950 KJR. This segment of Northwest Wild Country is brought to you by Berkeley. Catch more fish with Berkeley. Six twenty-six, uh, Saturday, October the seventh, two thousand seventeen, on Sports Radio nine fifty KJR. You can hear us uh, live throughout the country on the iHeartRadio app. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you miss the show, you can catch us on iTunes. We are uh, we're brand new, refreshed on iTunes now, so you yeah. can you can go uh, if you uh, subscribe to podcasts. Just the, probably the easiest way to do it. If you miss us and you have an iPhone, if you're into iTunes, just subscribe to the podcast. It downloads to you automatically. You can go through the iHeart app to get it as well, but but iTunes mm-hmm. super easy, so you can catch us on iTunes. And we forgive you this time of year because it's October, the first week. This is probably the best month of the entire year to be outdoors doing something. It's pretty hard to beat this. Yeah, yeah it, it, really, it really and truly is. One place that you, you possibly may want to be is on the north end, specifically on the Snohomish River system because we do have a derby today. It's the Bob Herman Memorial. Uh, it uh, mm-hmm. gives the top prize of $2,000 cash money to the, yeah. the biggest coho, $1,000 for second, 500 for third. And uh, Mark Spada of the Snohomish Sportsman's Association is uh, stationed at the ramp up in Everett. Mark, I do believe that if you're kind of late to the party, you still have a chance to enter the Derby today. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Um, we uh, actually moved our tickets over to the Triangle, a uh, little store there in Snohomish. So anybody that yep. you know didn't get their tickets still wants to get them, they can get them from there uh, at up till 8 o'clock. So you have until the end of this show to mm-hmm. get yourself up to Snohomish over to Triangle Beverage. Of course, uh, if you fish at all in the North End, you're familiar with that cool little shop. But, Mark, what's the, I guess, most important question? What are the uh, what are the fishing conditions? I would imagine that you've probably spent some time on the river this week. I mean, what does it look like up there? We had finally some rain arriving today, mm-hmm. but is it uh, is it enough to change things, you think? Well, we'll see. Uh, it has not been very good. There's plenty of fish in the river. It's the old Coho Snohomish drill where... Mm-hmm. Sometimes they bite and sometimes they don't. Uh, having a little bit of rain, having cloud cover will help a lot. Sure. The temperature of the river has gone down a lot in the last week or so. Then that, that also helps. So uh, we'll see. You know, that's an interesting thing about running a derby. Somebody will figure them out. Somebody will catch some fish. Somebody will win some money. It's just going to be a matter of, you know, throwing everything in the tackle box and finding the fish and, and getting one to bite. 
That's all you have to do. The fun thing about these kind of derbies, Mark, is anybody can win. Anybody from a guy who's been there every single day and has him dialed into just old Jonely Bonely who could just wander down the river with a blue fox and throw it out there and look what I got, Ma, two grand. It could happen to anybody. Buy a ticket, right? Well, and that would not surprise me at all, Bill, because two of the better places right now are dominated by bank anglers. Uh, the Bob Herman Park up there at Crab Bar is loaded with fish, and that's almost all bank access guys because it's a really easy place to get into. And also the Thomas Eddy is loaded with fish too, and that has tons of bank access. So it would not surprise me at all to see a guy from the bank win it. Well, and the thing that we that you've seen over the course of years in participating in the, you know the Ever Coho Derby is that it literally is. I mean, it is it is a derby situations like this mm-hmm. is is wide. We're not talking about over the course of a five day period where somebody can figure something out and kind of go back and go back and go back. Mm-hmm. You have from daylight until the until the end of fishing time to catch your fish and weigh in. And that throws... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It out to absolutely anybody whatsoever who buys mm-hmm. a ticket. I mean, it, it, is, it is literally like, a, a, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a game of chance at this point. It's, a, it's basically a lottery, Joel, because, yeah. you know, over the years that we have run the Derby uh, for 20-some years, we've never had anybody, you know, consistently in the top 10 or even the top 20. And that shows you right there that, you know, it's just – it's a lottery. It's a, a chance. It's, you know, getting your lure in front of the right fish at the right time. And um, I think that's what makes Derbies interesting, and I think it's why people like to participate in them because they all know that they have as good a chance as anybody. And – Having spent a little bit of time on the river over the past uh, handful of days, weeks, months, and years, what would you recommend for folks who are going to go out there? I mean, what what have you had success on when when you've had success over the last couple of weeks? Well, so it's kind of interesting because uh, I always show up the river with about five things. I always show up with dick nights. I always show up with some spinners. I always show up with some twitching jigs, and I always show up with some bait and plugs also. So uh, I last time we were out. We caught one fish on a dick night, we caught one fish on a plug, and we caught one fish on a spinner. So it just kind of shows you, I kind of judge by the water depth I'm fishing in what I'm fishing for. If it's Mm -hmm. deep water, I'll fish a dick night where I can get down with a half ounce of lead or something. If I'm fishing like six or eight feet of water, I'll fish a spinner because you can effectively cover that water with a spinner. You know, if I'm going to decide to troll, I'll usually troll plugs or something in a lower river. So... Um, it's it's nothing because there's been lots of guys in the upper part that have been doing fairly well on bait and the Snomish Co are not exactly known as a great egg bite, but they've been doing pretty good on eggs too. So yeah, you, you basically have to bring everything and and hope one of them works. What uh, what time do the uh, the actual festivities start, Mark? Where should people go if they want to participate? Kind of run us through kind of the where and the when. 
So we're going to start weighing fish at 2 o'clock at the new boat launch there on Lincoln Street. And uh, you can weigh fish in until 5 o'clock. And at 5 o'clock, uh, whatever we got, we'll give away the prizes and give away the cash. And uh, hope, uh, hope there's lots of people to show up. And uh, we'll do a little tribute to Bob Herman, which uh, I'm looking forward to doing. And, and uh, try and make it a fun event. Uh, ticket sales weren't what we had hoped for. But, uh, you know, we're going to make the best uh, situation we got. That just means if you mm-hmm. enter this morning, yeah. you have a better chance to win. That's all that means. Yeah, your, your lotto chances are better. What I, what I would do yeah. my, myself, Mark, you know what I would do? Uh, those six things that you named, I wouldn't throw any of those. <laughs> what uh, would you throw? I, know I, you're I would have, I would have there's a thing called a novel alternative. When everybody in the, everybody's throwing yeah. a silver-bladed, blue-bodied, uh, uh, blue fox spinner. Mm-hmm. Everybody's throwing plugs. Everybody's throwing bait. Everybody's twitching jigs. Everybody's throwing little dick nights. I'm going to pull out a two-fifth ounce copper BC steel, and I'm going to flutter that on the edges in the deep water, letting it drop and flutter. I'm On the drop, most deadly thing I know for a coho. And by the way, nobody's going to have those. I got the upper hand, so I'd have one of those on me. I would. I know you're shocked by this answer, Mark, yeah. right? No, no, not really. You know, uh, it's funny you say that, though, because we were fishing, this is probably at least 10 years ago, and we were fishing below a guy that was, uh, he was obviously a Skagit guy. He wasn't a Snowish guy. He had the own square-fronted boat that they fished up in the Skagit. Oh, those guys he are was awesome. Some, oh, yeah, I know. And, and he was throwing some kind of a steely spoon or something, and he was whacking the crap out of him, and we couldn't figure out what he was using. We finally got close enough to, to him, and that's exactly what he was doing. And nobody else even had a, a butter spoon in their box. There you go. It's always good to have mm. one more club in your bag. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Mark, thanks for the check-in, my friend. I uh, hope hope uh, hope the crowd comes out this morning. Yeah. It would be a, it would be a good thing. Okay. Thanks a lot, guys. Yep. Thanks, Mark. Bud. Have a good day. Have a good one, man. Yep. Bye. Copper. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Copper. Of course. Mm-hmm. That's all you're saying. All right. all right. Let's head down south for part two of the two for one. I don't know if you're familiar with this particular river bill. It's called the Columbia. Ooh, and yeah. it has uh, continued yeah. to fish. Just It just keeps on going and, and going a, like the Energizer Bunny. It's a nine iron from my house. That's right. That's right. It is. <laughs> one guy who has spent a fair amount of time uh, over the past couple of months uh, between uh, Bowie 10 and Bonneville is Cody Herman of Day Went Outdoors and, and, and Cozy. Where are you cozying up to this morning? I know you've spent some time at the mouth of the Willamette lately, but uh, what's what's your drill today? I don't think cozy's ever going to go away, is it? Never no, is. No, never will. <laughs> that was the greatest mistake I think I've ever made. I love it. Well, I, I appreciate it. I, I enjoyed the na- the new nickname. It's, right. it's awesome. But uh, no, I'm I've been fishing the Columbia pretty much from Bonneville Dam down to about the mouth of the Willamette here for the last two three weeks, and you know I. I'm actually pretty impressed with how the fishing's been. Every day we're getting, you know, a dozen, 18 chances and coming back Ooh. to the dock with six to ten fish each day. It's, it's been good. I would, I, would, I would say that's better than good. Yeah. I yeah, would say a- good is a half a dozen. It sounds like you've entered the excellent uh, realm, actually. Yeah, and it's, it's October. You know, usually by this mm-hmm. time of year I'm fishing at Bonneville or even above Bonneville. Mm-hmm. But truth be told, I've been fishing a lot downriver for the last – no, six, eight days, and it's been pretty productive for both Chinook and Coho. Now, now Cody, do you think that's because uh, just naturally people start going upstream at a certain time and they stop fishing an area even though it's still good? Is this something new, the fish are coming in later, or has this always been there and this is the first time that you've been doing it? What is it? You know I think it's a perfect storm. Uh, I, I think it's a combination of the fact that we really haven't had any rain 
until today. Mm -hmm. And so that is slowing up the fish's progress. I think it's also that the runs have been, you know, late all season long. So that has something to do with it. And then again, I think it is because people just give up on it. You know, I remember back in the early 2000s, we used to go and fish around the mouth of Washougal back in mid-October, even towards Halloween and do quite well. And for whatever reason, we just stopped. But here we are, and we're starting to catch fish downriver. It's been awesome. It's usually because you're distracted doing something else. There's a different fishery. It takes yeah. you away from it. Very well, true. yeah, <laughs> hunting. I mean, hunting seasons are started. I mean, it's just a, you know people just disperse. They've got mm-hmm. other things to do. Cody, let's talk about water conditions. What? Uh, how would you define the water conditions where you've been? You bet. So the water conditions, uh, water temp has been up around 67, 68 until the last week. In the last week, it has been plummeting quickly. It's down to 62. And, you know, usually when that happens, it tends to start shifting over to a bait bite. Now, using the clamshell-style lures, you know, stuff with fish nip or tuna, so like your super baits and whatnot. But really, the spinner bite has continued. But I, I have seen more coho come on the spinners here in the last four or five days as opposed to the chinook. So maybe if I would switch up to some of those super baits with fish nip, I might start to see a few more uh, Chinook caught, but for right now, hey, the rods are folding over, and they're really nice, great coho. We even got one that was an 18-pound hatchery here a couple of days oh, ago. Oh, man. Nice fish. Wow. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. Yeah, I can't argue with that. So, no, hey, we're, we're just going to keep on running spinners and, until they stop biting them. Well, I know way upstream in the snake, the water temperature has dropped quite a bit. It's down to 59 and 58 degrees up there now, so you got colder water coming also. Yeah, and, and I almost don't want it to come. Between the rain and the colder water, those fish are going to start shooting up towards their spawning grounds, and that might kill my bite downriver. But, hey, that's part of the fun, and now time to go chase them. What, uh, so what else you got going on the dock today, Cody? I think it seems like you've uh, got some kind of event going down there today. We do. So I actually work with a veterans group called Home with Heroes, and we take a lot of vets, either active duty, retired, injured or not. We take them all out fishing and hunting throughout the year, and today is their big event up in Klickitat. So we're taking some vets out onto the Columbia up at the mouth of the Klickitat, and then also some of them get to jump in the drift boat and go fish the Klickitat River itself. So it's a really cool event. Lasts all weekend, and uh, it's one big party. Outstanding, soldier. Lots going on there for uh, for Mr. Herman, of course. Uh, Co- Cody, how long do you anticipate that you'll stay with this this Columbia thing? As long as it will let me. Yep. You know, I've had yep. years where I've actually been catching them up there at Bonneville all the way through the first week of November. Hopefully that happens this year, but we'll see. You know, time will tell. But right now, this this is looking really good. I've been very happy catching fish with sea life on them. Great That's quality good. Chinook, great quality coho. It's been it's been really fun the last few weeks. You know, Cody, we have a steelhead season coming up not too far in the future. If only there was somebody putting on some sort of seminar, some we could go to <laughs> and learn something. You have anything going on about that by any if chance? Only. Yeah. You know, Herzog, aren't you speaking at one? Perhaps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're having our Northwest Anglers Convention Winter Steelhead Edition again this year. That's going to be the first weekend in December. I believe that's the second and third. And uh, you, sir, mm-hmm. will be. You don't have an option anymore. You will be speaking at that event. Indeed, I and will. Last yes. year it was phenomenal, save for the weather. But we caught some fish. A lot of people learned a mm-hmm. bunch. Uh, guys, 
had never caught a steelhead, caught steelhead that day way early in the season. So it was it was a great two-day event. No, we had a lot of fun last year. And the, and the classroom alone, even if you don't go on the water, is well worth coming down just for that. There's a lot of open division anglers talking about some really amazing stuff that even I learned. Hey, and I've been around longer than most people, and I learned a lot, man. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's really cool to sit there and just listen to all these highly educated intelligent anglers speak and share every single last bit of info that they have it's i have a great time just sitting there and listening to and and bill you crack up the entire room you're you're almost a a comedy stand-up routine as opposed to just an educator up there too my teacher told me a long time ago if you make them laugh they'll learn there you go (laughs) there you go perfect (laughs) people Learn a lot around you then, apparently. Apparently, <laughs> <That's yes. right. laughs> All right. We'll, uh, we'll keep uh, track of that, uh, give a little more preview information when that time comes closer. But, uh, Cody, thanks for the check-in this morning, man. Good good luck with the veterans today. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. All right, man. Take Have it fun. easy. Yep. Uh, www.day1, the word one spelled out, day one outdoors. Uh, you can go to the the shop button on the top of the page. It'll take you to the page that has all the information about uh, the uh, seminars coming up. Let's uh, take a super quick break. When we come back, we'll uh, head to the Olympic Peninsula. We'll check in with Bob Kratzer of Angler's Guide Service. Bob is fishing this morning, Mm -hmm. but he's going to take some time out of his uh, his busy guide morning and talk a little bit about just the, I guess, the stock status of important fisheries on the Olympic Peninsula. Of course, one of the most important fisheries in the Pacific Northwest. Mm -hmm. We'll get his view of it when we return to Sports Radio 950 KJR. This segment of Northwest Wild Country is brought to you by Spiderwire. Nothing gets away from Spiderwire. Joel, do you have something to drink finally over there? I do, but it's too hot, so I can't actually <laughs> drink it yet. <laughs> if you ask me nicely, you can have some of my Mr. Pib. I haven't had a Mr. Pib in since I was in sixth grade, probably. Now I know why. <laughs> you know what I had the other day that I hadn't had for the same <laughs> amount of time? Do you remember... Do you remember Fresca? Yes. Fresca. <laughs> My grandmother used to drink Fresca. Somebody had a Fresca in their cool. I don't remember who it was, but a Fresca. I, again, there's yeah. jo- jokes to be had that I'm just leaving on the table. <laughs> know, All right. Right, yeah. mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Uh, the spider wire question of the day this morning is, if you could change one fishing regulation, and this is it. I mean, we're qualifying this. It has right. to be one, one. one regulation. And I want to be more specific about this because I posted this on the Facebook page. Ton- tons of response, and we'll get to those later in the show. But I don't want to change a, a concept. I don't want. To, I mean, obviously, yes, we all want the nets out. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm no. talking about a a regulation, a, mm-hmm. a regulatory change. In, in, if it's in the rule books today, and you'd like to see it gone, or if there's something that's not in the rule book, what would you like to put in there? Not. I mean, yes, we're, we're all we all agree mm-hmm. the nets should go. But right, that's not yeah. what I'm talking. That's no, not what I'm talking. No, about. I'm talking no. about a rule change, a specific change inside the fishing regulations. Saltwater, freshwater, I don't care either way, but that's it. Barbless hooks so far. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, barbed hooks. Yes. Barbless hooks. That discussion is the one that is probably the most popular. And I would probably have to jump on that train myself. Uh-huh. Agreed. I've had a real problem with barbless hooks. They they are fine in some situations. Mm-hmm. In some, in a lot of situations, they are un- unnes- unnecessary yep. evil. I think they cost us a lot of fish. We work very hard for in some situations. Yep. And they don't do a, in some a lot of harvesting situations where we're just harvesting fish, and there is little or no chance for interception of wild fish or doing damage to small fish. They're not necessary. 
And uh, I, I got to agree with that one myself. I think a, the barb hook, we should bring barbs back in a lot of places. So before we get too far off track with that, let's mm-hmm. go ahead and, 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 and guide the discussion to where we meant to go with uh, Bob Kratzer okay. of Angler's Guide Service, yeah, who Bob. I believe is I believe he is fishing even as we speak. Bob, are you, uh, are you with us? I am. I'm okay. right here. There you are. Good, good deal. So, Good morning, Robert. So curious. Good morning, Bill. More than anything, Bob, about just just your assessment of the Olympic Peninsula stocks. We have a handful of fisheries there that are super important, that have been super important to a lot of people for a number of years. Uh, we're going to start with with where you are now and what you're doing. We we have a salmon fishery going on right now, and Bill had mentioned the fact that uh, you know if you're if you're anywhere near the Lower Salduck, you're there with a whole bunch of people. But let's take a look at at kind of just the the general health of. Olympic Peninsula salmon runs first. I mean, what would be your assessment of, of those? I would say that our king runs are down. Um, however, with recent rule changes, like to a one fish limit on kings, um, the tribes have backed off on their netting, another netting schedule. So they're actually trying to make some conservation moves. Um, our king numbers have kind of rebounded. I want to say, uh, let me say, rebounded. They've they've made slight increases over the last couple of years. So we've made a little bit of improvement there. Our coho numbers are healthy. Um, however, they're on the verge of going either way um, if we don't do some kind of protection for them, mm-hmm. um, particularly in the wild stocks. Um, obviously, the Solduck has a tremendous hatchery program on it. Um, so, but I mean, overall, I think they're okay, but they could go either way if we don't watch what we're doing. Well, I'm here with my hand up in the air, Bob, about the beautiful, the most beautiful coho you will ever see in your life are in the Quileute system, the real ones. I mean, oh boy. I'm here to tell you, they are big, they are strong, and they are aggressive, and they taste really good. I'm, I would put a Quileute, a wild Quileute system coho up against any coho salmon in the world. And I and that's I'm sticking it right out there, man. I agree. I agree. I am really happy that the Bogusheel and the Kalawa have gone to a one fish limit. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great move. Um, it used to be a two fish limit. Um, what it's done with a one fish limit, obviously, we're not taking as many. And the second thing you have, because you're not taking as many. You don't have as many people there. A lot of people don't want to go fish for one fish. No, that's ridiculous. But, Those fish are beautiful, and they're large. Most of them are right around, wouldn't you say right around 12 pounds is probably about the average fish this time? Oh, they're, they're not small creatures. No, no. no not, yeah, exactly. No, they're dandies. Yeah. I mean, I catch a lot of fish in the high teens, even into the low 20s that are right, right. that are just absolutely spectacular fish, and I'm glad that Fish and Wildlife is doing some moves, and I'm glad that the Kuliu tribe has um, made some serious moves to help protect salmon. So, Bob, when you're talking so, about uh, being sort of on kind of this kind of the, the tightrope with with you know that situation, like what what would be recommendations of yours? Well, one of the ones that I put was in the your guys's Facebook page, mm-hmm. and to me personally, I think a 20 fish limit for salmon per person per year. Mm-hmm. So that's my own personal opinion. I think that 20 fish per person is enough fish. Man, and maybe we need fish. to break that yeah. down. Maybe it needs to be, uh, you know, there's a lot of places you can't even keep a wild fish. But there are a lot of places you can, like here, mm-hmm. yep. um, the Columbia River. There's a lot of places you can. You know, maybe we break it down to where we can keep five wild kings a year and we can keep ten wild cohos a year. And then other than that, you're on a hatchery-only deal. 
and maybe you can keep that. I, it's just it was a suggestion. Mm-hmm. Um, I see a lot of places that are going to that. Um, it's flabbergasting to me that we can do that, and I, I it turns my stomach when I see people bragging about, you know, when they filled six punch cards. God, it's the worst. Or they filled five punch cards. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, 140 salmon, 180 salmon. Yeah, what are they doing with all those salmon? fish? What are they For doing with all that? For one person, what do you do with 150 salmon? You're not a commercial And all, I give them to buddies, and I give them here, and I'm like, Boy. well, that's great. I'd much rather have those on the spawning ground yep. so that we yep. can have more fish for the future. Preach, and if you're a preach. family and you kill one limit, let's say, if, let's say we do make it 20. If you're a family and the dad kills 20 and your wife kills 20, and if you have a kid, that's 20. That's 60 salmon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's not very many families that eat 60 salmon in no, a year. No, that's that's a lot. And yeah. I'm not discouraging people from fishing nope. at all. But just, I'm just saying just, that we need to make a deal. Right. If you can imagine that, it's, if we a, stop doing that. It's, it's a lot of fun for two years, yeah, and then what? It's, you know, and, and it's funny, too, because you, ha- you have resistance to I mean, I, And I followed you know, some of the commentary oh, that, that followed Bob's suggestion. Mm-hmm. And, and other suggestions, well, you have, you have resistance. People, well, I mean, I want to catch... Yes, sure. of course. Yeah. I understand you want to do anything you want at all times. Like nobody wants to be restricted for anything. I want to drive uh, 100 miles an hour. However, look at that. However, yeah. it, it we're we're <laughs> well beyond a point where where we can do that. There's there's no such thing. You you have to, we have to restrict ourselves. Oh, that boy. is all there is to so it. I, I, I could go off so on that. I fish on the Nishigak River, guys, where yeah. The Nishkak River in Alaska, where we have 100,000-plus salmon a day. I go catch 50, 60 kings every day, mm-hmm. and I'm allowed four per year. And it doesn't matter if you're a resident, a non-resident, or a Native American. Yep. You're allowed four per year. Is anybody we have complaining? A fraction, like one-tenth mm-hmm. of a fraction of the number of people fishing a river yeah. with way more fish. Here we have way less fish yeah. with a gazillion more people, and we have no basically... Other than a daily limit, thank you. We have no limits on the number of fish we can kill. That's, you're the smartest man we've talked to in a long time, Robert. You know that. <laughs> I mean, you think is anybody yeah. up on the Nushigat complaining? Are they bitching about no. it? No, they're having a great no. time and they're keeping some real quality fish. And the ones they get, they really appreciate and they covet those because mm-hmm. of if it was wide open. It'd be like pink salmon fishing. You you just wouldn't yeah. he wouldn't appreciate yeah, it, it at all. Perch fishing or right. something. Exactly. Right. Right. No, I yeah, one hundred percent. Wow, we could we could go off on this we, subject. I, I know, I know. We and actually had meant yeah. to get to steelhead, but we're not oh. going to get there. Yeah, we're yeah, not going to get there. We're going to have to save this. You don't want my later. head to blow right off the, my neck <laughs> over <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah. oh. That is good, uh, Bob. Let's go ahead and and and, and how, how has the fishing been? Like, what, I mean, what's the situation there as far as like the the specific fishery on the salt lake right now? Um, you mean in terms of salmon fishing? Just, just in general, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, salmon fishing right now. So over here, first of all, we're ultra low water. Mm-hmm. We we definitely need some rain. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it rained a little bit here last night, but enough just to wet the ground. That was about it. There are a ton of fish in the Quileute system. A ton of fish in the Quileute. Not very many of them are making over the riffle into the Quileute, into the Solduck or the Bogusheel. They're kegged up in the Quileute big time. And of course, if you want, you can go down there and fish with three thousand of your not so good friends. Oh dear! And and watch them snag and sure. and do everything under the sun. Yeah. Um, obviously, you can catch those fish. Mm-hmm. You can catch mm-hmm. them in the mouth, and it's great fishing down there. It's just a circus. Um, the the only other option really is the hoe, and the hoe is um, just um, you know mediocre. Mm-hmm. It's mediocre right now. Well, you can go and catch a couple of fish a day right. if you work hard for them. 
as you, you know, as and you, but there's nobody around, and it's a nice float, and you know, I mean, you might see three or four boats a day on the hoe, and that's cool. You know, there's some yeah. there's some dip in steelhead, Columbia River steelhead down there too. You could play with, you know, some hatchery yep, fish. Yep, and if you're a bank mm-hmm. angler, mm-hmm. that lower, lower, lower stretch of the hoe is absolutely fantastic down there, it's and beautiful. there's not been a tremendous amount of pressure just because of the. Um, you know, the limit here is two wild fish. Unfortunately, I should only be one, but it's two. Mm-hmm. Um, the the fact that there's 33,000 hatchery coho expected back to the sold duck hatchery is drawing a massive amount of attention to the sold duck and to the Quileute system because of those hatchery fish. So people can go down there and, you know, Whack, whack and stack and fill their freezers. We will have to table the second part of this discussion, the the steelhead look ahead for a for a later date because we've already run to a break. Uh, Bob, thank you. It's yeah, always man. good. To, it's always good to talk to you, man. I mean, he's always got a great perspective on this oh, whole yeah, deal. Yeah. One of our Absolutely. favorites. Uh, good luck this morning, my friend. We'll catch up again soon. Thanks, Robert. Yep, I, I appreciate it. it. And just a heads up, the steelhead numbers are looking good for this year. So just give you an update on that. That's okay. It. Well, good. Good. We'll we'll continue right this. Right. Thank you, man. Okay, guys. Yep. yep. Bye. Have Bob Kratzer, Angler's Guide mm-hmm. Service, www.anglersguideservice.com. He's a, fun, he's a fun guy to fish with. And too. until it does times. rain, you can have 8 billion coho, but low water and coho do not Not mix. at all. They not are, even a little bit. They are really dependent on water conditions. But when it does rain and it goes out mm-hmm. and you get them first few days on the drop, they will bite a pickle or a tennis shoe. It Ooh-hoo. doesn't matter after that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a date. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's uh, take a break. When we come back, uh, hour or two ahead of us, we'll talk to Danny Garrett, uh, DFW biologist, about uh, the opportunities available on Lake Washington. Also, we'll head down south to the Chetco River. The Chetco bubble opens this morning. And, of course, the spider wire text line is open, 49451. Text in your suggestion mm-hmm. for the one regulation that you would like to change. And by then, your coffee should be cool enough to drink. Almost <laughs> third-degree burns in my mouth right now, by the way. <laughs> awesome. Uh, break time. We'll be right back here on Sports Radio. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.